My brothers, good day, good evening, good morning. What's up, Pastor Mark Campbell? Making another little YouTube, a little podcast, and a little church live video. Maybe for the first time. We don't know. It's currently Monday when I'm recording this. But we're going to do our best, we're being me and Kyle, to get it up on the church live platform so that you guys at Dust Patrol and Dawn Patrol can actually gather at the times of our normal services or gatherings, if you would, and comment and, and ask for some prayer and interact a little bit. Now listen, if we are on the church live platform and I get some of you guys and I know who you are and I'm thinking about you and I can name you, but I'm not going to do it. If I get you being goofy and distracting talking about some things Marky Mark might be sharing, we're going to bump you right off. Me and Super Kyle, we're going to take you right on out and mute your typing capability. But sincerely, when I read the words of the Apostle Paul, I can't wait until we're face-to-face -face again. I understand now at a deeper level. Summer breaks happen, but those are planned. This ripping of our community apart over the last two weeks, unbeknownst, we didn't know it was coming. I miss you guys, all of you, even the annoying ones. You know what I'm talking about? And if you are listening with your wife or sons or daughters or coworkers and you get the jab like he's talking about you, the annoying one, don't do that, people. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. But you, if you know, if you're annoying, you know I'm talking to you. I'm glad you're here and I can't wait to hug you again and get around you. And someday we'll be back together again face to face. And just like Paul says to the Corinthians, I believe. I think it was the Corinthians. I can't wait for that day. Until then, we're online. Kind of weird. Kind of wild. And I'm choosing to make this here little video in a, in a location that's really near and dear to me that I'll talk about a little later. But I want you to know that I'm really sensitive to how you guys, I don't know, must be feeling, are feeling, because I don't know about you, just a little moment before we get into our Bible study. Um, Every hour, every day, it's like a different thing comes up, a different emotion, a different piece of anxiety, a different fear, a different reality, a different um, challenge comes up. You know, I told you last week my hot water heater was leaking. Well, it broke all over the floor, all in the midst of all the stuff that we have to do. And, and it just challenges our heart. And, and yesterday, well, I think was one of my hardest days because, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes change. <laughs> if you know me, I love change. But we had to cancel so much and cancel men's retreat and cancel um, other things. Me and my wife three days ago took our calendar out that we had all filled up for the year with four trips and, you know, everything. My calendar's clear. And James's words that says, you guys are making all these plans about going to this town and that town and doing this and having that investment and working here and getting, you don't even know what tomorrow brings. And it really rattled me a little bit, just going through the process of cleaning out our calendar and just, it was an instant, okay, let's get recording. We're gonna be locked in the house. The barbershop has to close. The church is closing. We're going online. The Dawn Patrol and Dust Patrol are canceled. We're going online. The men's retreat's canceled. We're gonna have to rethink some things. We're gonna, all this and all this and all this. And then yesterday I got prickly and frustrated and kinda angry and I'm sick of being online and I'm sick of, logging on to stuff and I miss people and I'm an extrovert and, and I can't, you know, and it's like, it caught up with me and it was really, really hard. And I realized that the life that I had two weeks ago or the last two years, the last five years, the last, I really like it. I'm embracing the change, but I'm sad that that's never going to be the same. 
we're never going to go back to exactly how it was. People, when we restart Dawn Patrol, Dust Patrol, people won't be back. Maybe they've moved or gone on to different jobs or lost jobs or gone back home or just found other... It's like, and our group can no longer be the same. But I have hope. And I think that there's an opportunity for a new normal. And I think there's an opportunity for newness to come. But yesterday was hard. And what I did was I leaned into my sadness. Said goodbye to some things. Probably that I know that are going to go away. Some things that probably should have went away. And just sat in it. The day before, I was a little anxious about money. I sat in it. Reread some scriptures that deal with money, worry, like Danny Strange's message on Sunday was fantastic. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder. But I leaned into it. I didn't ignore it. And I was just reminded, I think I was, I was watching John Maxwell today. He says that we are, we are a sum of the choices we make. We are gathered around YouTube or Church Live or podcasting because we have chosen to follow Christ and that unites us as brothers. And we are the sum of our choices. When crisis comes, we get squeezed and what squeezes out of us reveals the choices we made. Oh, man. Now's a good time, brother, to apply all that we've learned over the years of study together and gathering together and praying together. And now is the time to lean into what you're feeling, to lean into the challenges that come and don't Numb them. Don't go back to the ways that God has delivered us from because we have time on our hands. We have a heightened piece of anxiety and stress and pressure and responsibility. And we are, the internet's everywhere. And, and I'm telling you fellas, because I love you, don't give in. Choose to press into the Lord. Choose to stop, drop. What does that go? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> stop. Yesterday, I stopped. I consulted the Lord, and the Lord said, yep, you should be sad. Lean into it. Roll into it. And I feel so alive. Yesterday's gone. God is still the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's got it. I was blessed over Proverbs 20, 24, I believe. We have our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. He directs our steps. So now the plans aren't next week, next month, next year. They're tomorrow. What are we going to do tonight? And I'm telling you, I feel great because I've leaned into the sadness. I'm in the moment. Remember, God says, don't fear, for I am with you. See, I'm living in the past I'm living in the fear of the future, what could happen, what might happen, what could have, what should have. You know, I'm the guy, I don't have enough toilet paper, apparently. I've only got eight rolls. I have never, I'm 56 years old, I have never not been able to clean myself. I'm going to be nice. You guys know what I would have said if we were at Dust Patrol or Dawn Patrol. <laughs> I've never had, I've never run out of toilet paper. I've been in third world countries, a lot of them. I've been in Egypt where in parts of Egypt, they sell one square for one dollar. And we're talking about in 1997, one dollar for a square. I didn't have a dollar. I still didn't have a problem. 
so a couple days ago, I went, what am I missing? How come? Well, I need 70 rolls of toilet paper. I don't have 70 rolls of toilet paper, and it made me a little anxious. And then I realized those hoarding guys, and if you're one of those hoarding guys, it frustrated me, made me angry, and I said, whoa, hold on. Who am I becoming? Who am I becoming? I say all that because I'm glad we're together, and I want to bring a little attention to Acts chapter 2, because in many ways, now that I've kind of said, okay, it ain't ever going to be the same. I don't know what it's going to be. I know that today we have the Lord. Today we have his direction, his wisdom, his word. And I'm going to share a little something that's given me a lot of hope these last few days. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It's a very famous section of the book of Acts. Now, the believers, watch this, were all forced into their homes. <laughs> they were all forced into their homes. You got this new church, 3,000 deep. 3,000 deep, about the size of three crosses. And all kinds of chaos ensued. All kinds of fear and, and uncertainty happened. And so they went home. And they, it says right here, verse 42, well, let's read it together. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching at home and the fellowship and to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and all the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had, one place being in their homes. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper. We can't meet in the temple. Can't do that. I know. I'm not an idiot. I know. I read the text. I know. But work with me. Work with me. We're stretching a little bit. I know. Welcome to Dawn Patrol. Welcome to Dust Patrol. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And their numbers grew through... I'm, I'm trying to get my notes. I'm working from an iPad because I'm out in the wind and I don't want my Bible flopping around, so forgive me. And if this is church live, I don't want you commenting telling you Mark hesitated and paused and all that. We don't want to get into all that. It says that they all were devoted to the apostles' teaching. I'm going to tell you guys right now, uh, there's never been a better time in the history of the world to go online, if you're comfortable online, because some of us struggle in that arena. And so maybe you got to get with a partner, get with a wife, get with a friend, and, and reintroduce yourself to some internet um, positivity. There is so much good Bible study, so many great sermons online. I think at a time like this, we all have the, the opportunity to lean into some of the best teaching. If the Danny's devotions last week, Sunday Church Live, outstanding. Make sure you guys are plugged into that. Uh, you could go through our YouTube channel. Maybe you're on it right now and look at like two to three years of little Proverbs of the day that are all stored right in there. You could start a proverbial uh, Proverbs of the day to keep the dumb stuff of life away through this crisis. I'm reading scripture right now and for the last two weeks through the prism of what's currently happening and it's changing, changing and opening a lot of new levels of scripture. Tr scripture doesn't change. God doesn't change, but his spirit reveals new. It's a living word of God that reveals new things. My brothers, do yourself a favor to handle the chaotic times that we now live in and choose to be a man of the word whether you're just looking at sermons, listening to podcasts, actually getting the book out and doing some studying. Be men 
who are studying the scriptures. The second thing they did was fellowship. Fellowship. Uh, I can't, you guys know how important fellowship is. And now that it's gone, I think that you're really, really, um, I know that I am missing the fellowship of the church and the brethren. And it's a powerful thing. Grieve it. Look at it. It's never going to be the same, especially in this online digital era. And maybe for the next, well, at least for the next two weeks, four weeks, maybe who knows what's going down the pipe. Fellowship cannot stop. Now, these folks met in the temple every day. Duh. We can't do that, but we can meet online. We can um, call people. I've called 20 of my dearest friends, old friends. I've called a couple brothers I haven't talked to for 14 years over the last two days. And I can't tell you what a joy it's been to reinvigorate and rekindle older relationships and newer relationships and just check in with some brothers and do it old school. I picked up the phone. I dialed some numbers because I don't even have them in my phone. And I sat and talked. And it was fellowship. You know, Timothy leaders, this is a dictate for you. Timothy leaders, I'm so bummed we stopped our Timothy groups, got invigorated with the home groups through three crosses. We paused Timothy groups, discipleship groups. Timothy leaders, co-leaders and hosts, get on the phone and call your groups. If you were in a Timothy group, get on the phone and call your leaders. Call the people around. Call your table people at Dawn and Dust Patrol. Call if you're a home builders. If you are part of Butch Monk's class, challengers, call the people that in your, are in your network. Um, family. Can you believe the opportunity we have to be around family? And family, can I say it, that frustrates us? Because it's family. <laughs> the opportunities we have for growth and to be connected and fellowship and laugh. And, and I just feel so blessed that I'm around my kids and my wife and that we can go on walks. And I've, you've seen it through communities. You've seen people walking. I've been in some neighborhoods that looks like the 50s. Kids are out in the street and the bikes are out. And, and it's like, what? This is like fellowship. Do yourself a favor. Get into some good teaching. Maybe you already are. Look at some scriptures that really have changed your life and put them through the prism of what's going on today and get around some good fellowship meals. They broke bread together. You know, remember, uh, we got a little place in SoCal and my neighbor, if you were around Dawn Patrol, Dust Patrol, you remember the story of a guy named Moose who wrote a little note on my door, welcome to the neighborhood. If you need a rototiller, I got one. I'm a weird dude, Moose. and. You know, he lives with his girlfriend I've never met. I don't think he's got one, but that's just a different story. And uh, he called me, or he texted me, asked me a couple questions, and he says, hey, listen, uh, maybe we should have lunch sometime, but we can't. And I said, hey, how about we, we do sandwiches? We stay six to 10 feet apart, and we get to know each other and spend a couple hours together. We have an appointment for Thursday. Now, I don't know where he's at, who he is, but this is why I'm excited. We have before us the opportunity to be in more step in tune in what the Lord is doing in our community and in our church and in our men's ministry and in our home groups than ever before because we have to adjust. And God is a God of adjustments. He is a God of renewing. He's renewing everything, which means everything is changing. Everything is growing towards godliness. Everything is in motion. We are trans 
forming, which by definition, nothing can stay the same, which means say goodbye to yesterday, hello to tomorrow, and it's got to include meals with some people, some guys you don't ever talk to. Uh, some guys don't have anybody to eat with. I, I can think of about 20 guys that live alone and don't have people to eat with. I have calendared a couple of meals that I'm going to enjoy and try to FaceTime with them so we can eat together. Be purposeful and have some meals with some people. And what they did was they celebrated the Lord's Supper together. They had communion together and they celebrate. That's what communion is, a celebration of the sacrifice that the Lord made, Jesus made for us so that we can even call each other brothers and get tapped into who God is and be able to talk to God and be one with Christ because of the sacrifice. Do a communion, break some bread, have some juice, some wine, whatever it is and celebrate in the midst of this crisis, that's called peculiar. That's called awesome. Some of us are really tripping over why God would allow this type of a thing. God's the great allower. Celebrate the fact that he's allowed us to talk with him, to commune with him, to do life with him. Celebrate the fact that he's gonna do something fabulous through the church, through this virus, and it's gonna involve his kingdom not ours. He's in control. It's a great mystery. We don't know why he does these things, but celebrate the fact that he delights in us and he's right with us as we are challenged and struggling and sometimes anxious and sometimes fearful and sometimes angry and sometimes bored and sometimes self-destructive and all these things that are a reality behind our current circumstances. God is right with us, and when we choose to park and celebrate him, something doesn't change in his realm, something changes in our realm. And I'm just telling you, it's right here, it's what the first church did, it's when they were forced indoors, this is what happened. And they prayed together, they prayed together. It's a great time to worry about stuff. Why would we pray about stuff when we can just worry it? That's recorded in the book of Mark. No, that's not what it says. It says, why would you worry when you can give it to God through prayer? Now is a great time, better time than I can ever recall, ever, to reinvigorate your prayer life. Change it, make it conversational, make it more constant, make it uh, every hour, make it twice a day, start, to pray, pray with your wives, pray with your coworkers. I'm, I've asked three or four people that are following on my Instagram if I can pray for them and they don't even know who the Lord is and without question, yes, be men of prayer. This Sunday night, six o'clock, you can log on. I believe it's on Live Church. It's go to our website, it's a house of prayer and pray with our church. Take Larry's 30-day challenge on the podcast. Go to the Three Crosses podcast and get Larry's 30-day devotional on prayer. Pray, my brothers. There's something powerful that happens when we invoke God for somebody else's behalf and when we choose not to worry about stuff or mentally process stuff and spin on stuff and numb it out with alcohol or whatever else we get involved with but choose to talk to God about it. Yesterday I had a rough day. I think I already said that. I talked to God about it. It's, a, it's, a, it's so simple. Uh, you know what's a great prayer every day? Matthew chapter six. It's the Lord's prayer. The disciples said, Jesus, how do we pray? Powerful stuff happens when you pray. Powerful stuff happens. 
when you pray. John's disciples taught him how to pray. How do you suggest we pray? And he said, pray like this, our father, Abba. He's a good father. He's your dad. Later on in the book of John, it says, you guys are all great fathers. Jesus is addressing some of his men. You guys are great fathers. If your kids ask for a fish, you can give them a rock? No. Your father, your heavenly father, is an even better father than you are. When you pray, start the whole thing with a pause and father, Abba, in heaven, in the heavenly realms, here with us now, present, right here. Oh, father, may your name be kept holy. May your name living through me, your presence living through me, your existence living through me. May all the things you stand for, I stand for. May I revere your name, your character, your existence as holy. May I be the man you've called me to be through this crisis so that when I get squeezed, stuff doesn't come out. Ugly stuff, anger stuff, fear stuff, short-tempered stuff. May I choose to act like your son when I'm in your realm, which is, by the way, always, because you're in me and through me and care for me. Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come and may your will be done. It's crazy. When my wife and I crossed out all of the year, all the things that we had planned, we thought we were going to this town and that town, and we thought we were gonna do this and go there on that trip and fly up to that city and go over to here. Nope. And we rejoiced, may your will be done not our will. May we come out, may we gather as a church in Three Crosses facility when you make the call, Lord. Your will be done. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May we be the agents to bring your kingdom to earth, Lord. The kingdom of heaven that you are intimately involved in bringing to earth through your church. May we align ourselves with that. Can you see with this prayer already? If you start your day with this prayer, what? There was a year I rode, I used to ride my bike to Three Crosses when we lived in Castro Valley. I'd ride every day, boom, 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 and I'd say this prayer. Up, up, up. Every, every time I was on my bicycle, I'd say the prayer. That was one of the best years of my life because it reminded me I'm God's child. It reminded me he's in control of everything. It reminds me it's his will, not mine. Then it says, give us the day our daily bread. Give us what we need, not what we want. Give us the roll of toilet paper we need, not the 20,000 rolls we want. Give us what we need today. I love the Trader Joe's and all the stores right now are saying, nope, one thing of eggs, nope, one, two things of frozen beans, nope, no, enough with the hoarding. I love that. I love that. Give us today what we need spiritually, financially, um, tangibly, food, gas, clothes, um, emotionally, in fellowship, in friends. Give us the day what we need mentally, uh, rest-wise. Give us what we need, enough of what we want. Our life was going so fast because we focused primarily on what we wanted and not the things that we needed. Give us the day, the food we need, and forgive us our sins as we choose to be people who forgive the cockroaches who have offended us. It's right there in the text. The cockroaches who have offended us, oh, the people who have forgiven. Forgive us as we learn to walk in the forgiveness that you extend to us with the other people that bug us to death. The guy in Trader Joe's that stays right on your shoulder, bro, it's six feet and he's right here in the line and looking for chocolate and sniffing on you. Come on, man. Lord, 
may I extend the forgiveness you've given me to that dude. And don't let us yield to temptation. And if there's one thing, brother, that I can encourage you, if you are at home and if you are at work or wherever you're watching or listening to this, is don't give the evil one a foothold through this crisis. As we pass through the valley of the shadow of death together, we will emerge on the other side. And may we choose to be the men God's called us to be on the other side of this a month from now, two months from now, a year from now. When it, all the shakeout happens, don't be the man that yields to the great tempter. Don't do it, bro. I'm telling you because I love you. Stand firm. Talk to God. Stand firm, like Paul says to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. It says, act like men. Stand firm in the faith and do everything in love. Do everything for the sake of somebody else. We're going to get there. He says, they, that's prayer. Can you believe it? We might do a two-parter here. It's already 25 minutes in. Then he says, it was awe-inspiring. In verse 33, all the people were in awe. I think that the church being forced indoors globally, I don't know about globally, nationally, is going to be one of the greatest church movements and expansions in our modern era because Everything is online now. People are leaning into it. I have texted at least 20 different people who don't know the Lord last week's YouTube devotional, and they are blown away that this is what faith can look like. Do you understand the potential that we have as God's church, as we live who we are, full of grace, full of mercy, full of faith, full of joy, being the examples of how to help this virus, not um, denying its realities, being the front runner and saying, okay, we won't gather because you don't want us to gather. We'll go home and we'll change the stinking world. It was everybody was in awe over this new group of people. And this new church changed Rome, not a new hustle. Do you know there's two kinds of people? They're taking this pause as an opportunity to be just the greatest uh, example of the American spirit. We're going to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. That's so great. I, I am that guy. Are you kidding me? I am that guy. But in this instant, I think God's calling us to be his people and rely on him and his promptings, including it might be to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get this thing going. But I think they were in awe because they didn't get into a new hustle. They didn't outstrive the Roman Empire. What they did was they shared, verse 44, all they had. What they did was took care of each other. What they did was hustled to love people. So blessed by our church and last Saturday, what, I think 1,100, 1,400 meals went out of the church on last Saturday? Email me at Pastor Vance, no, it's Vance at threecrosses.org if you wanna volunteer in distributing food to people that need help through these financial and challenging times. I'm telling you, this is an opportunity for the church to be a church like I haven't seen in my lifetime. And I'm fired up about it, can you tell? They shared all they had I focused on myself, not primarily, but too much over the last two weeks. Do I have enough toilet paper? Do I have enough money? 
Do, is my job going to be intact? Do, what do I do for, with this? How do I get, do I have enough? Do we, do we, my, 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 I'm done. I'm done focusing on what I have. And I am starting now to move into who I'm going to become on the other side of this valley. And that is a man of grace, peace, kindness, and love, which means I'm looking for people that need humanity, a touch, a, um, uh, a whiff of the fragrance of God, a, a, a reality of the good news, not hearing good news, seeing good news, not the daily news, not being another guy in line pushing for another bar of chocolate because don't let me run out of chocolate, man. You know what I'm saying? They shared all they had. You know the Good Samaritan? One of my favorite stories. You know the Good Samaritan? Should I tell the Good Samaritan story? Let me see how many. I don't want to break this thing into two parts. I'm going to talk about the Good Samaritan. We're 29, 29 minutes in. Let's do the Good Samaritan. Luke chapter 10. Turn there. Luke chapter 10. I'm going to brief it. It's on the Wadi Kilt. Some of you watching have been on that road with me over the last four trips that we've taken through this community. You've been there with me. It's Jerusalem, Jericho. 3,200 uh, feet of evolution. Evol <laughs> I don't want to say evolution. Elevation. 3,200 feet of elevation. 1,800 below sea level, Dead Sea. 1,600 above sea level. Jerusalem, and it's a 20-mile road, and it's craggy, creaky, like this little stairway I'm in. I'm in this little stairway. It's about 10 times wider than this stairway. Very narrow, crookedy, steep, winding path. Famous for robberies, even today. If you were there with me, you know what I'm talking about. You see the kind of people that are hanging out on the Wadi Kilt. Jesus tells a story. He says, on the heels of a lawyer, Pharisee, an uh, expert in the law, uh, a man of the word, asked him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's a great question. It's a big question. We all have big questions. When's the church going to reopen? That's not that big of a question, but it's big. If, am I going to keep my job? Are my kids going to make it? Is my dad going to get sick and die? We have big questions. When's it going to end? What's it going to be in two years? What's it going to do to the church? What's it going to do to my job? What's it going to do to my marriage? What's it going to do to my community? What's it going to do to the state of, of economic um, Normal, normalcy here in America. What's it? Big questions. This dude asked the ultimate question. How do I spend eternity with God? Jesus says, well, what's, what's the good book say? He says, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And Jesus says, yes, it's a great answer. That's what you do to please God. Love him. That's what you do to inherit eternal life. Love him. That's the most important commandment in the Torah. Love God with all your heart and your mind. Second one equally equally is important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't focus on yourself. You want to love God with all your heart, mind, soul? You know what it looks like? It looks like loving your neighbor. Here's the problem. Our neighbors are all different than us. <laughs> Our neighbors have 40,000 rolls of toilet paper in their garage and it's pissing me off. Our neighbors annoy us. I have great neighbors for the first time in my life. Seriously. Second time in my life. I have great neighbors. Typically, my neighbor, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's like I'm a fly and I'm, I have a fly tape and there's a plague and I get the worst neighbors. I don't know. 
all of a sudden, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And the lawyer flips it. He says, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus says, let me tell you a story. There was a Jewish dude, and the Jewish dude was on his way to Jerusalem, which probably meant the Jewish dude was going to go worship at the temple, which meant the dude had some money because you got to go buy a duck or a pig, not a pig. <laughs> you got to go buy some birds. You got to go buy a, a, a lamb. You got to go buy a sheep. You got to go buy a, you got to bring sacrifice to the temple. This bro had a little bit of dough, got robbed, says he fell prey to robbers. Common on that road, hmm, says the audience. Yeah, I could see that happening. He was walking from Jericho up to Jerusalem, got robbed, beat, stripped down naked, beaten to the point of almost death and left on the side of the road naked, bleeding, dying. It says a priest was on the way to temple, passed by the other side, didn't, like, he went on the other side of this little teeny road, ignored the brother, couldn't touch the brother, because then he'd have to be quarantined for 30 days, has to go home because the guy could be dead, and if he touched the dead body, he can't go to temple, he got to go back home, he's got to stay quarantined to, for the rites of purity to pass. Can you relate to that? Ain't going to help that, bro. Might mess up my homestay. A little while longer, well, a little while later, a Levite passes by, which is a temple attendant. They handled the sacrifices. They handled the duties of the temple. He passed by on the other side of the road. Same story. Ain't even pretend I see that dude. Might defile myself. Might have to be home quarantined. I don't have enough toilet paper to be sent home, so I'm going to the temple. I'm not going to even look at that dude. And then a hated Samaritan. I'm hated. Want to do a little Bible study? Research what Samaritans and Jews thought of each other. I know it's hard to believe that there's a people group that don't get along with the Jews, and that the Jew, Jewish nation don't get along with other types of people groups, hard to believe, but back then they had a real problem with the Samaritans. The Samaritans 700, 800 years earlier treated the Israeli people really bad, and they didn't forget. And so while Jesus is telling the story, he says a hated Samaritan happens along this guy. And he stopped, got off his donkey, addressed his wounds, put him on his own donkey, and rode him back down the hill to a Motel 6. Says to the guy, here's some cash to keep him. If he has to stay longer, I'll pass by in a couple weeks and make up the difference. And then he asked the lawyer who asked the question, the Pharisee, which one of them three cats do you think are the neighbor? And that <laughs> audience or that lawyer went, couldn't even say the word Samaritan. You have the people in your life where you can't even mention their names. He said the one who stopped. And Jesus said, yes, I knew you had it in you, man. You're a lawyer. You had it in you. He said, go and do likewise. He says, go and live that way as evidence that you love God and be free. Enter the kingdom of heaven. Enter the realm of freedom, not anxiety over yourself. Care about other people. Got to open my iPad back up. I'm telling you, this technology stuff, you guys done with technology? I'm about wound up over technology, but I realize God's doing something powerful through it. So I got to get used to it. Then he says in verse 44, back to Acts chapter two, they shared all they had. My daughter right now uh, is home. A lot of you guys know that. And she's in the house baking bread to give to people who need touches of humanity, who need fellowship, who need to be reminded there's still goodness on the planet. She's baking bread. She, I go, what? She goes, who doesn't like baked bread? fresh bread and I got she's got like people she wants to go give it to that she knows are having a hard time right now and she's in the th painting giving artwork to people who might be blessed by a little relief a little touch of humanity a little window of blessing give 
focus on people. You know, we have some people right now that are quarantined in Castro Valley. They've been identified as having corona. One of them goes to our church. I don't know if it's great yet to talk about it. When we find out who that thing person is, wouldn't it be great if the men's ministry blind up barbecue meals because we're men and we love to cook stuff, barbecue stuff, meat products, as as a as a way to bless them we see you don't give us the dishes back i don't want no coronavirus but we see you and we care for you and we're going to bless you how about some of the older people in our community that are probably sitting at home right now world war ii type people afraid to go out because it could be a death sentence listen i'm telling you in the in the realm of the fellowship get on the phone and call uh people that we know are past the age of uh they're, they're risky what is it 60 Four, 65, 60, I don't know the age line, but it's like those kinds of people are worried right now. Do they need to have us go take their car to get gas? Do they need groceries? Alert people. I'm telling you, bro, get on the phone and let's take care of each other and be men who are focused on other people and not what we need. And the community was in awe. You know, uh, back to the choices make us, crisis reveal the choices we've made. Choose to be the Good Samaritan. Choose to go after this thing and be the church that grew through crisis. I'm so fired up. Then it says uh, in verse 47, it says, so, uh, Verse 7, 7, they praised God over and over and, and enjoyed the goodwill of all people. Guess what happened? The church grew. The church grew in number. And in verse, or chapter 4, verse 33, it says that grace was abundant on them, in them, through them. So as we go looking about to be men that uh, are good Samaritans, that bless people, that serve people, that see people, that bring moments of humanity, bring moments of, of prayer, bring moments of goodness, bring the aroma of the Creator into every environment that we come into because we choose to worship a resurrected King, not the daily news. We choose to let the Lord direct our steps and He will direct us to the people who need a good Samaritan. And it's all perspective. It's the perspective you and I choose to take so that when we get squeezed, what gets revealed is blessing. I love my friend Don Ott who says that we are like cups of coffee and when we get bumped, what was in that cup spills all over. And I wanna be a man who has the perspective to see this situation as one of the greatest opportunities in my lifetime to build the kingdom of heaven. And from your perspective, you think I'm sitting in a stairway, an alley full of graffiti, and on the wadi kilt maybe, or maybe gonna get jumped. But my perspective is one of beauty, of awe, of God's great creation, of waves, of people, of my friends, of blessing. And my friends, my brothers, my sisters, as the waves of this uncertainty continue to wash over us, one day feeling scared, one day feeling anxious, one day feeling excited about the future, one day feeling uncertain, one day feeling tired, one day feeling, the waves come in sets and each one is different and they can be overwhelming and sometimes they hold us down two and three waves. It's called being held 
under and we fight for come up for a breath. And I want you to take the perspective that God sees you, God loves you, God has placed his spirit inside of you, his life-giving force runs through you, and we are the men and women he's called us to be at this time in history for his glory. So he can point to us as example of his goodness and his grace, and other people will point to us as examples of being his followers. I just got to let you see some of these. I've been watching these things this whole time. I can't even believe I'm I'm focused on a message, and these gorgeous waves are piling through. It's been really hard. I hope you've been blessed. If you're on live, Church Live, I hope that it's been a great venue for you. Continue to subscribe. Continue to follow us. Look for our emails. Pray for the sick among us. Pray for those that are really, truly suffering with financial loss, um, uh, relational loss with people having to quit jobs and move jobs, and there's a break in community, a break in the normal, a break in what's comfortable. It's hard for a lot of people. Pray for the people in your realm that you know need a touch from the, our Creator, from the good Lord Jesus Himself. I love you, men and women. I say women because I know some of you are sneaking in here, and I embrace it. And I hope you're with your husbands, sons, or uncles, and I hope that this little rant sitting in this little stairway blessed you and i'm waiting to get a good wave here so you guys can see one of these ripper friends of mine who are leaning into who god is and are watching me make this video and are going to come and knock on my door and say what were you doing with the tripod and i get to share it with them and maybe i'll get to show them on the camera maybe not that's a pathetic little wave and he just missed it and he's going to hear about it when i see him god bless you peace be with you i love you